When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, Cincinnati Bengals fans. You're here with the Running Through the Jungle crew on Strange Love, a Bengals preview podcast where we talk to our upcoming opponents and, uh, you know, show them some love and uh, talk about the game going on. And we've got none other than the big guy, Big G from Steel Curtain Network and a fellow homie on the Homies podcast. What's going on, G? How you doing? Man, what's crack-a-lacking? B. Dirt, what's crack-a-lacking? Tim, hey, man, honored to be on the, the Running Through the Jungle podcast. I've been waiting for this one for a long time. And we're going to talk a little crossover back and forth between the Bengals and the Steelers. So let's do what we do, bro. Yeah, we got a lot going on, a lot going on out there for sure. Um, things have changed since uh, since we played a few weeks ago. Facts. Uh, that was uh, our first start with uh, Jake Browning since then. He has uh, looked better than any quarterback starting off his first four starts in NFL history. First one with over Mm -hmm. 1,000 yards and a 75% completion percentage in his first four starts. Facts. We've played some so-so teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not getting too hyped up yet. I keep telling everybody to pump the brakes. Tim's got us running the the table and beating everybody. He said (laughs) it already. Uh-huh. I said, Damn look, right. man, calm down. We we beat Gardner Minshew and, and Nick Mullins. Let's not throw mm-hmm. a party yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I expect this one to be, a, you know, I mean, division football in this division, it's a slobber knocker. It's a slugfest. It is what it is. Uh, and and I always, you know, keep one eye peeled because you got T.J. Watt over there. Anything can happen. That's, that is facts. But B-Dirt and Tim, I'm going to tell you, the Bengals culture has changed the game. And I like, I'm a diehard Steelers. You guys know that. But the Cincinnati Bengals have something really special going on in the locker room and the players. I've been saying it for weeks as far as the mm-hmm. culture change with Cincinnati. And I think that they have a legitimate chance to beat the Steelers this coming Saturday evening, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, you, you've been talking about that a lot um, on, on – uh you know, still hurt network about the culture shift in both of our teams. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and Tim's been talking about, it, we've been talking about discussing it on ours. Yeah. I, I've even seen a little bit of a shift in, in our play calling and our, our shift in mentality as a, as a organization from the coaching staff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's documented in off season uh, as the the new generation of the Blackburns come in. Um, uh, that that seems to be different than what we've had in the past mm. uh, as far as ownership goes. Um, but but with this, I mean, Tim says it every week. Run a damn ball, right? We're seeing right. more under center. We're seeing more uh, running. Tim, uh, what are your thoughts on that? And is that something you expect to continue to see against this uh, Steelers team coming up on Saturday well, at 430, another Saturday game? Yeah, you know, for us to be successful against any NFL team, especially the Steelers, the Ravens, the Browns, you know, the big pass rushing um, teams that we face all year long, you know, the Titans, the Vikings, we have to run the ball. Like we've said, it's the fundamentals of football. If we don't run the football, it's not going to open up the play action. Jake's going to be a, a poor little kitty cat getting getting beat up by, by rabid dogs. So we have to keep on running the damn ball. If we don't run that damn ball, we're going to be finding ourselves behind the sticks the whole game and letting TJ Watt eat. We just can't let it happen. We just absolutely cannot let it happen. I agree with you 100%. And, and uh, for those Bengals fans out here, don't know a whole lot about G, don't catch him on the Steel Curtain Network. Shame on you for not coming over there and watching me on the homies, first of all. Second of all, Big G played college football. Big G knows football very well. Yeah, and, a little bit. Uh, G, I want to I point this out to you because uh, G is also a hater of the Dallas Cowboys. Facts. Last, last <laughs> week, last week, they didn't even throw the ball around. Mm-hmm. They took Lil Cook mm-hmm. and they ran him right at Micah Parsons because mm-hmm. that Micah Parsons wants to do one thing, go upfield at the quarterback. Facts. That's the easiest way to, to, ne- to negate that from happening. Run straight at him. Run right inside that tackle. Boom. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I think we have to do like – we, we talked about it earlier in the year, running these cutesy sweeps and jet mm-hmm. sweeps and then tossing the ball to mix, and that's not the game plan. Get right mm-hmm. inside that tackle, wham, go. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you you got to look out for Mr. Hayward in there. You want to make sure you miss him. Facts. Uh, but you have to do that just to keep, the, the to me, the Steelers honest. You can't get mm-hmm. them. You get Highsmith on one side and T.J. Watt on the other side, and they're just teeing off, pinning their ears back. Long day. Right. Well, I personally believe that the the game will be won inside the tackles for both teams. Um, There's been a critical injury. Um, uh, What's his name? Gardner? Is that his name? The guy who's the defensive DJ Reader. DJ Reader. DJ Reader has been – Right. So that was your anchor in the middle for the Cincinnati Bengals. And -hmm. it's been proven that the Pittsburgh Steelers are soft up the middle based on the losses or the attrition at the linebacker's position. So I, in my mind, this game will be won and or lost with what happens and occur between runs between the tackles and time of possession based on both teams. Okay. If, if Cincinnati's able to drive the ball, stay in between the tackles, get anywhere between 15 and 20 carries, 75 to 100 yards, their chances of winning goes way up. Same difference for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Between the tackles, 75 between 100 yards between with, between Warren and Najee Harris, their chances of winning goes way up. It's going to be one in the trenches. This this game, even though there's exciting players on the outside, Pickens, 
uh, Johnson, who I'm down in the doghouse with both of those guys. Well, Lamar Chase, who might be playing. <laughs> T. Higgins. There's exciting on the outside. But that, that middle, goes back to your culture mm -hmm. uh, um, talks, right? So our culture, nice. uh, getting tougher, getting more hard-nosed, having some leadership mm -hmm. on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. uh, leadership on, on the offensive side of the ball, at least, in, in Pittsburgh has been questioned a little bit recently with, right. um, you know, Deontay Johnson uh, in our game on that fumble, not doing anything pouting because of a, mm -hmm. a, a, a call from the refs um, in our last matchup. And then uh, go back to the Colts game, mm -hmm. and then you have Pickens not uh, trying to chase down a, an interception or not going after – there's some – there's some issues there with culture-wise on the offensive side of the ball, finding your voice. Do you think you get those righted, or does the standard lift that lift that play back up this week? Well, they better they better thank God that I'm not a coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers because there'll be some locked doors and some slapping around going on as far as the culture from the wide receiver position in Pittsburgh because Spurs they are moving think, around. Oh yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. They think and believe that just because they put on the black and gold, that they've earned the reputation of a Heinz Ward, of a Santonio Holmes, as an Andre Hastings, as a Jeff Graham. And I could go down the list over at the Antonio Brown. I could go down the list of all the great Steelers wide receivers. Heck, even an Antoine Randall. And just because they put on a black and gold, they haven't earned that. And they definitely don't have the respect from the Cincinnati Bengals defensive backfield. But on the other side, and this is where the culture is talked about. I think T. Higgins and Jamar Chase have earned it without a shadow of a doubt. And I don't know if Pittsburgh's defensive backfield can handle T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Now, Jamar might play, might not. But even he's Jamar out. Chase at 70% or 60%, he's it's still better. It's, he's still a, So you got Tyler Boyd and you got uh, 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 T. Higgins. They're still better. <laughs> it's still better. The culture's okay. still better as far as that wide receiver because those guys are going to give maximum effort. That's what you've seen for the Bengals. I mean, look at the catch T. Higgins made where he literally turned around and scored. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's maximum effort. Watch the run plays where they block for Joe Mixon and how Joe Mixon and that rookie running back, Brown, out of Illinois, is able mm -hmm. to break based on what the blocking schemes on the outside. Pittsburgh doesn't have that. Now, can they get it and earn it? This might be a game where they can culturally try to turn it around. But as of date, Pickens and Deontay Johnson, bro, nah, bro. You 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 got to step up because you listen, ain't earned it. Culturally, uh, on, let's focus on our offensive side of the ball because I've told you on defense, uh, Mike Hilton, thank you. I think he did mm -hmm. a lot there. Oh, um, yeah, and then absolutely. You get, and then you get Hendricks in and Hubbard and those guys. Those That's, that's our defensive heartbeat, right? When Facts. you look over um, – on the offensive side of the ball, there's a couple of people I don't think get mentioned enough. One, because a lot of problems coming out of college, didn't know how you know where the integrity was. Mm -hmm. You've seen some stuff outside of the season or whatever. But on the field, as far as giving effort and heart, Joe mm -hmm. Mixon puts it all out there. Total yeah. facts. Um, mm -hmm. And his teammates seem to love him. So I, I mm -hmm. like that. And another guy that goes under the radar a lot nas nationally mm -hmm. is Ted Karras. Ted Harris, Alex Kappa at center and 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 guard, those guys, hard nosed, nasty, mm -hmm. get at you offensive lineman. Um, listen, Kappa's got his weaknesses a little bit. Harris mm -hmm. isn't the best center in the NFL by far, but on the field and off the field, that that he's a man, he's a leader, and 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 I respect him, and I think that goes a long way in that locker room as well.
Bro, and I Joe Burrow. Yeah, we well, yeah, of course. The guy, you know, had a season in the injury and standing on the sideline and not just a rah-rah guy, but actually giving good detailed information and pointing out the odds and ends to be able to have increased improvement play out of the quarterback position from your backup quarterback. But yeah. but but we talked about this on every podcast that I've been on with you, the homies podcast, the homies overtime, the know-it-alls podcast. The issue was is that the, the Cincinnati Bengals needed an improved culture in the offensive line. And a lot of folks downplayed what they were able to get from a free agency standpoint and the improvement of those guys coming in to this season. And I think that's paying off or paying dividends big time for the Bengals offensive line because you've shown that regardless of who's back there, they've been able to show some semblance of protection and give running lanes for Joe Mixon, which is a total improvement from Cincinnati because they were one-dimensional prior to. Now I think Mixon mixed in with the wide receivers. Yeah, they're ready to ride. Yeah, and I, you know, Chase Brown adds a little bit of a, you know, thunder and lightning combo too. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But l- listen, you, you, Joe Burrow uh, on the headsets. It came out this week. You know, uh, Zach Taylor, coach, coach, our coach, uh, made a comment about, you know, um, Joe Burrow said, "Hey, you know, I, 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 let me know if I'm talking in too much in the headset because he's in the headsets talking to all the guys." Mm-hmm. And he said, don't worry. If you talk too much, I'll tell you to shut up. Mm. <laughs> they have a great relationship that way, and, and they're mm. much respected. And, 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 and yeah, man, I, Joe Burrow changed everything. And, the, and, that, and that's what made those guys want to come here in the offseason. Facts. You know what I mean? That's, mm. Orlando Brown Jr. is here because of him. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's yeah. those, those are the reasons why we're getting some of those guys now. It's, it's the everything – the end of the rainbow, it's Joe Burrow. And everything else fell into place because of it. I agree. Well, let's take a quick break. Uh, If you're listening to us right now on Spotify or Google or Apple Pod, go ahead, take a second to, during these commercial breaks, hit that uh, subscribe button. Give us those five-star reviews. Share us with your friends. Tell that friend to share us with a friend. Get those rhythms moving. We need to get more viewers every week like we've been doing over the past six weeks. We appreciate our loyal listeners. And if you are watching on YouTube, it'll be just a quick a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Go ahead and hit that thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Strange Love Bengals Preview. Uh, and listen... Not very often do I get to say this, but on this episode of Strange Love, I actually do have much love for our guest, Big G. Um, <laughs> friend of the show, friend of the family. Tim yeah. said a little bit. Tim said a little bit. Tim said a little bit. A, a, bit. a little something. A little something like that. A little something. Bit. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm happy to have you on the show. I appreciate it, fellas, man. I mean, you know, it's not often I get to do crossover events. You know, I've... Lately, it seems like it's been a lot, but I've just recently moved over to the crossover events from multiple podcasts across the platforms, college football podcast, professional football podcast. So it's just an honor just to be here, man. You know, you, you, you can't take for granted that you have an opportunity to talk football with knowledgeable people. And um, I'm a, like I said, I'm a diehard stiller, but facts are facts. And so to be on a, on a game that's, that's critical and crucial for both teams Coming into this Saturday, man, is, is a great opportunity. Yeah, I agree with you. And 
And it, you know, the other thing when we talk about it on this is kind of the whole concept of, of talking, naming this uh, podcast "Strange Love" for a crossover. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I mean, everybody like these days you see fights, at, you know, between fans all the time and all sorts of stuff. Why are you so mad at the other team? You can't play the game without them. It takes two teams. Calm down. Right. Well, the, the issue is, is that teams see, I, I'm fortunate because I've had an opportunity to play at a higher level. So I understand how much effort and energy it takes. I've never played at the NFL level, but the higher level, I get it. And so because of that, you know, there's a respect for your opponents. You know, now there's some teams I'm going to hate until I die. I hate the Dallas Cowboys. I help all the bad things in the world happen to the Dallas Cowboys and only the Dallas Cowboys. I can't stand the New England Patriots. I don't I don't got no love for them all. I got a little eerie feeling and my back itches a little bit when you start talking about the Green Bay Packers. And I hate them Ratbirds, you know, and Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, I got I got respect for them. That's you know, a good respect. way to galvanize a Bengals and a Steelers fan. You just talk about Baltimore for a while. Yeah, absolutely. 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 <laughs> The rat birds are trash. Yeah. Get them out of here. Yeah, yeah. The whole yeah. division agrees. Yeah. Um, well, let's uh, let's talk about real quick uh, before we let the people go. We're going to talk about some opportunities you see for the Steelers. Mm. Um, maybe a little more in depth than we've already kind of touched on. You know, where do you see opportunities for them on defense, offense, like uh, for us, to, you know, for you guys to take advantage of uh, of the Bengals this week? Um, going back and looking at some of the film study that I've done, because, you know, and if you guys don't have it, please go out and subscribe to either PFF or Patreon and get the all 22 film. That will help you understand and recognize where weaknesses and strengths are for teams. And so I, even though I'm not getting paid by PFF or I'm getting paid by Patreon, I'm telling you it's well worth the subscription. So, you know, of course, when you start talking about divisional opponents and ABC and D, even though there's some familiarity between Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, I still had to look at the tape. Um, I think that Cincinnati can be had in the middle of the field. I don't know if they necessarily can be had on the outside of the field, but I think in the middle of the field. So I think that the Steelers have to get the tight ends involved in the offense. It has to be at least anywhere between 12 and 16 targets between Pat Fryermuth, Cam Hayward, and Darnell Washington. If that happens and they're able to run the ball consistently in the middle of the field, offensively, Pittsburgh will have a good day or a decent day. And I think that Mason Rudolph gives a little bit more chance for the Steelers versus Mitch Trubisky because Mitch Trubisky is a one-read quarterback. To where Mason, he's going to look. He's going to look second option, third option, and he delivers a better ball than any quarterback we have on our roster. So I give them a chance with that aspect for sure. Defensively, the bottom line is they got to be able to get pressure on Browning. His yeah. issue has been when he feels frustrated and pressured, and I've seen it a couple of times, especially the first game we played, but he's not the same quarterback. He's bound to make a mistake because there's a reason why he's a backup. There's a reason why he's not a starter. So if Watt and Highsmith are able to get pressure But a lot of folks don't realize that the front end of the defense works just as much as the back end. So if if you get pressure up front, your DBs are going to look better. But it works vice versa, too. If you can't get any pressure, your DBs are going to look trash. So if if they protect him, oh, Cincinnati's going to carve Pittsburgh's defense up. So so there's 
my just little spin about where I think things can be had or gained for both, for at least my team on offense yeah. and defense. Uh, Tim, what are your thoughts here for uh, opportunities or concerns you've got uh, for the Bengals going into this game with the Steelers? Well, it's TJ Watt, you know, like we've been saying all year long, you know, it's one one thousand, two one thousand Watt. So, you know, against the uh, against the Colts, you know, Browning was sacked zero times. Colt, you know, the Colts have a hell of a pass rush. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, is Browning was being quick with the ball. They're running the football, and if we continue to stick to that game plan, it won't be one one thousand, two one thousand Watt. It'll be one one thousand, two one thousand T Higgins down the field, or brown or you know mixing or somebody down the field Mm -hmm. so if we can keep to the fast fast game or you know fast paced game you know and not let him because you know last week when we were playing against the vikings a lot of times when browning did get sacked it was because he was holding the ball for too long Mm -hmm. we can't allow that to happen we if what you know like i said watt and highsmith Mm -hmm. and you got hayward in the middle you know we got to get we just got to get rid of the ball faster and, you know, just like G just said is, is you know, like our biggest weakness for us is the middle of the field. You know, we've been horrible with the rush defense. It's Our rush defense has not been the best, but we've had some good games here and there. And then um, blanketing, blanket, blanketing the tight end. We got to make sure that we keep somebody on that tight end, you know, shadowing, you know, because if they burn us up the seam like 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 Moose did last last time we played them. Mm-hmm. If we we give him an inch, he's going to take a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Big G, good analysis on the middle of the field. Um, our last matchup, we gave uh, 148 yards on the ground to your dynamic duo. Facts. Um, and when you look at it, though, the interesting part about that, contrary to basically the rest of your season, mm-hmm. Najee averaged 6.6 yards of carry. Mm-hmm. Or an average three point eight. When you got the guy that wants to get it around the end, we cover it up pretty well. When you got the mm-hmm. guy that hits it in the middle, six point mm-hmm. six yards of carry up the middle. Total facts. It's uh, total facts. Well, I, you know, I'm I'm. This is one of those things where Lou Anarumo. Mm-hmm. You want to be coached next level. You want to. You want to be the head coach. You want to be the guy. Let's see what you got now. You got DJ Reader out. You got a game plan this up. Fryermuth had 120 yards against us last time, too. Mm-hmm. So you need to start rotating those guys around, figuring that out. Last mm-hmm. week, Hawkinson had six catches for 69 yards. I thought that was a win for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, you held him so, under 10. You held him under 10. Under, under 10, 10 targets, and under 100. Under 10 catches, under 10 targets or 10 catches, under 100. That's a yeah. win. Um, so that that's where that's my major concern is that. I, I yes is TJ Watt a, a major concern? It, yeah, mm-hmm. if he walks on the field, of course, mm-hmm. he's always going to be a major concern. So I don't even I don't even give that breath anymore. We know we got to take care of that. Um, opportunities, you have two safeties out. Mm-hmm. KZ got uh, suspended for the the rest of the season. Yep, and then uh, Mika Fitzpatrick's got a knee issue yep. right now. So mm-hmm. to me. T. Higgins, and I imagine you're going to put uh, uh, Porter Jr. over on him quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, that's a lot. He's going to follow him all over the field. They're going to be pretty physical. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a really interesting matchup for me to watch because both those guys like to use their hands, use their size, yep. strength, leverage. It's going to be a real fun matchup. 
Mm-hmm. Now, the sneaky part of this to me is that they start rolling that coverage over there. Do we see a Charlie Jones uh, on that post again and maybe actually hit it this 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 week? <laughs> I think I think we might have a, a capability there of getting somebody. I mean, we had Charlie Jones. It, it, Chuck Sizzle was running free as can be down the center mm-hmm. of the, the the field, and we and we missed it. Man, listen, if if let me listen, I'm a diehard Steeler fan, but if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals and I see number 29, Levi Wallace, who should be on the bench for us, <laughs> it's alert, 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 alert. Throw it there. Go route up the scene. It's alert, alert. Listen, I I love the Steelers, but one thing about loving is you got to understand the weakness. Yeah. This, Levi Wallace is trash. He's full trash. So if I catch him, because you, you can identify if it's man or zone based on if you send a guy in motion and the guy moves with him. If mm-hmm. he moves, it's in man. If I see that, it's alert. <laughs> alert, alert, alert right now. Go route right up the scene with Jones, with Tyler Boyd, whoever's on 29, that's where I'm going until they stop. 29. That's the yeah. limit. Yeah, he's he's not been great. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. He should and be he's on not the have, And he's not going to have Minka to bail him out. That's right. No. Yeah, yeah I see that. So, uh, hey, we appreciate you coming on, Big G. Um, mm-hmm. Feel free if you want to give a score prediction, but I'm not going to put you on the on the on the hot seat for it. We can keep mm-hmm. moving. No, no score prediction. No score prediction because I think this game is pivotal for both teams. Mm -hmm. And in rivalry games in the AFC North, it can go in either way. But I will, I can I will say this. Whatever defensive team makes the biggest splash play will win the game. If Cincinnati makes a huge splash play on defense, where a fumble return, a interception, running it down. They'll win. Same difference for Pittsburgh. Because I think the offenses are going to be evenly matched because they're going to play in between those tackles. So the biggest splash play at the end of the day is going to get the victory, in my opinion. And it's a listen, it's a it's a 430 game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about 40 degrees and raining in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Bengals are favored by two. It's going mm-hmm. to be ugly. Over under 37. I don't Ooh. expect I don't expect to see. A shootout by any means. I think this is going to be oh, no. uh, one play could definitely swing this either way. Yeah, no, doubt. I agree. I agree. Tim, any party shots? I just want to say thanks, G, for being on the show. Um, you know, good luck to your Steelers on Saturday against the Bengals. And, and mm-hmm. I know you have that secret love in your heart for the Cincinnati Bengals. Thank you again. <laughs> uh, hey, man, I, listen, I live in Ohio. So, you know, I, I live about an hour and 20 minutes north of Cincinnati, Ohio. So just like B-Dirt is over there in Pittsburgh, yeah. I, I'm right here in Bengals country. So I don't necessarily have love in my heart, but I respect them as a franchise. Let's just <laughs> – the other cle- the other team in Ohio up there, the mistake by the lake, get them out of here. But the yeah. Bengals, I got a little respect for them. We're getting there. We're, we're getting there. I've been mm-hmm. uh, I've been a little bit jealous of the Steelers for a long time. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like we talked we talked about when we lost Burrow on the show. Like uh, we wanted, I my goal was this: show some grit, show some culture. When you have a, a bad season or unfortunate things happen, go nine and eight, go ten and seven. 
still be good, still be a hard out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the Steelers, I've watched them do that most of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, they, you know. That's what we're 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 trying to aspire to, and then I feel like we're getting we're making the right strides to get there. So, hey, G, I appreciate you. Listen, go check my man out. He's on the Cavaliers podcast. He's got mm-hmm. a college football podcast. If you're on the Fans First Sports Network and you're not listening to G, you're on the wrong channel. Mm-hmm. Go find him and definitely t- check us out on Friday. We got uh, the homies and the homies. Um, Overtime, man. Overtime and t- no Tate, no Tate to keep us uh, corralled oh, in there. It's hard. Oh, to it's say gonna be off gonna the happen. hook. It's gonna be off the hook happen. this week. In my opinion, it's gonna be off the hook. I, I heard a rumor. Tate. Yeah, what's that? I heard it's an ugly sweater party. Oh, listen, I'm gonna have sweaters, ugly hats, all that <laughs> stuff is gonna be jumping off, man. So for sure, it's gonna be a great show. That's and a I'll good one to check out on bed. YouTube, guys. That's a good one to what? check out on YouTube for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, all right. Well, we hey, we appreciate you coming out, man. Have a Merry mm-hmm. Christmas and good luck to you guys on Saturday. Yes, sir. Uh, until next week, guys, if you want the rest of our takes and in-depth analysis, more centric focused on the Bengals, you got to go over and check us out. Mm-hmm. As we are running through the jungle.